Bright Brain Club, a podcast that gives you an insight into the various artistic career paths the world has to offer. Whether you're interested in writing, acting, dancing or painting, there's something here for you. I am your host, Hero Fancit, and let's dive into today's episode. Hello, listeners, and thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of The Right Brain Club, a creative podcast. I am your host, Hero. Uh, today actually marks episode two of our creative lockdown series, and today I have with me a Mr. James Lyshen. Le- Le- how do you how do you pronounce your last name, James? Lyshen. Lyshen is the correct pronunciation. <laughs> so I get this all the time. Don't worry. It's a weird one. <laughs> but yeah, why can't I have a normal name like like Hero Fancit? <laughs> I actually get a lot of faucets. It's like um, <laughs> it's like some people can't get their head around. A name that they've never heard before so i could like it doesn't matter how many times i spell it out i will receive a lot of hero faucets in the post yeah yeah like actually come to think of it maybe there's like a hero faucet somewhere and i'm just like getting all of her posts Quite possibly Shit, yeah. maybe she's getting mine <laughs> so anyway yeah that's me babbling anyway. <laughs> um so today i have james and he is an well he's an actor and musician would you mm-hmm. agree with that statement yeah. james yeah i'm sort of at the, the hobby stage for now but uh yeah there's no need to be like modest. I'm looking for like, <laughs> like a Wes Anderson male lead type of like, <laughs> like uh, what's the word? Confidence with my guests here. You can, like, have you ever seen like Fantastic Mr. Fox? Yeah, yeah. Like George Clooney as Mr. Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> yeah, very. S- That's what I'm looking for. Like, just be like totally arrogant and like narcissistic and just like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <just>, like, <laughs> absolutely no consequences for your actions. <laughs> I love that movie. I don't know about you, but yeah, Wes Anderson. Like a lot of people very, say, yeah. a lot of people talk smack about Wes Anderson. I don't know. They're cute. He's definitely an acquired taste. You have to really like get used get used to him. I met James at the Egg Theatre. I don't even know if at this point I'm allowed to say places. I really don't know about podcasts <laughs> just yet. I've actually been like practicing my annoying podcast voice. I, I don't. I don't know if you listen to podcasts at all, but it's like. Apparently, I'm like a white American male now, and I'm going to talk about websites and, and shit like that. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> are you are you a podcast listener? I listen to a few, yeah. So mostly like video podcasts, but um, there's a couple of American ones I listen to, like mostly film reviews, game stuff. Yeah, hence the uh, the podcast voice that I've been practicing. Yeah. Super nasal, like. So I I know that you're an actor, and uh, like, but since lockdown, you apparently were just like. Oh, hey, by the way, guys, like, I'm a sick guitarist and I can turn a freaking, like, nursery rhyme into a, like, heavy metal riff. So that blew me away. I didn't know you could do that, <laughs> which is actually why I wanted to get you on the podcast. Yeah. I just thought it'd be interesting um, having you on the show. So, you know, like, is this just like a creative outlet for you, like, during lockdown? Yeah, I mean, I decided to invest in some, like, musical equipment to do some recording of my own, like sometime last year um, and I've always played you know guitar and been very much musically inclined um, so when lockdown happened it kind of I sort of had that the brainwave idea of so oh I'll ask my friends on Facebook if I can you know I'll cover whatever song they send my way it'll be like a fun little project and uh, 
yeah, things took off from there a little bit. And um, I think I've done about six, seven now since lockdown started. Yeah, amazing. Like they're super. They they are really um, funny as well. Like just the uh, <laughs> the videos that you do with them, it sort of creates like this whole package. So like you could just include include the audio, but you have like the whole video as well, and it just I don't know. It kind mm. of creates the whole package. Like yeah, I try to inject some of my personality. Yeah, exactly. You could totally see it's like the actor coming out. It's um, well, I guess you feel pretty comfortable in front of a camera generally. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Well, how long do they usually take you to make? Like, is it like a whole day thing? And or? Mm, well, I think um, obviously when you're sort of put, putting together a video, you obviously I have so many hours a day to do as many takes as I want. Because if I'm not really happy with it, I'll just do it again. Um, so I've literally got all the time in the world to make it look the way I want it to look. So. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think. Well, I guess you're an. I, yeah, you've probably done your fair share of like acting on stage, and then there's like, acting in front of a camera. And I know it's not the same as music, but like I, you know, I'm, I'm a musician myself and I feel like it's super, super different if you're playing on stage mm -hmm. to then going into the studio and like just take after take after take it can get kind of tedious. Mm, yeah, I can imagine. It's, um, so far, like, the only stuff that I've really done, you know, music-wise has been... I don't know if you can hear that. There's a dog barking. <laughs> I can hear the dog, yeah. Um, but, I mean, pretty much all the stuff that I've done musically has been, you know, like, in my room or in front of, like, you know, maybe 10 people in church. So I've not really had that experience of playing on stage yet or anything like that. So yeah. I'm still at level one. Yeah, it's totally different. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Like, for, for years, like, before I moved to Cardiff, where I studied, I, um... I just I just kept it as this really private thing, like just in my bedroom kind of thing. Like I just didn't want anybody to hear me play music ever. Mm. Um, but actually, like I moved to Cardiff, I was like, I can't do this. I have to just get off my ass and like play music in front of people because ultimately it's, it's what I like to do. Oh yeah, I was going to ask you if you've actually been in, have you, well, have you ever been in any bands? I'm guessing not, you've kind of already answered that question, but like, did you ever think about setting up a band or? Because, like, you have this, like, crazy ability to, to play guitar amazingly and stuff. Oh, thank you. Um, I've always wanted to be in a band. And, you know, I've sort of been, you know, pushing my friends since, you know, college if they wanted to do something with me. <laughs> um, I've maybe rehearsed, like, maybe one or tw once or twice with some friends in, like, a studio um, space. But I think it's either a case of my friends don't really have the confidence to pick up an instrument or they just don't like the music that I like, which is kind of a big problem because I'm always wanting to play heavy stuff and they're sort of more into, like, you know, soft rock and I'm just like, eh, you make it a bit heavier, but they just don't yeah. seem interested, which is a bit of a shame. But uh, Do you know, it's um, it's really hard finding musicians that are on your same wavelength. Like, yeah. Oh, God, it's like, it's like looking for Pokemon. Like, it, really, it really is, You've yeah. got to find somebody who is, like... <laughs> You got to find somebody who's on your wavelength, who wants to. They want like they want to work as hard as you, um, and they just they have just they have the same taste. Like you can get people with similar tastes, but you will come to disagreements when it comes to the level of heaviness. Exactly. Yeah. When I was in school, I was like a proper like indie love it. Like I loved everything. Like I absolutely loved like hip hop, rap, like just just anything or you know indie and some heavy stuff. Like I kind of liked like a handful of like Slipknot, for instance, or like a handful of corn, handful of corn. <laughs> it's like one of your five a day. I like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I've just always had such mixed tastes, but 
now I'm kind of going backwards. I'm kind of having my like emo phase now in my life because I was always so sunshiny as a teenager. (laughs) I've always been in that emo phase. I still am. Have you always been into heavy music? Mm. Um, Interestingly enough, I, I really wasn't into heavy stuff at all like growing up until I was maybe about 16 um, I think my favourite bands growing up were The Cause Busted um, things like that um, and things like Crazy Frog I won't go into that too much because I'm really embarrassed about it um, <laughs> well you've said it on a podcast so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got into bands like um, The Offspring when I was about 13, 14 and things kind of escalated from there. And all of a sudden I was listening to, you know, Slipknot, Machine Head, Paradise Lost, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I listened to a lot of different music. I, I like lots of different genres, film soundtracks, classical, um, James Blunt, stuff like that. Um, but I think, yeah, heavy music is where, you know, my real passion lies. Definitely. When, like, obviously I haven't even spoken about the fact that you're an actor it's just because i'm a musician so i'm just like hey music that's what i kind of know stuff about um it's fine by me (laughs) so you know how did you kind of yeah i mean you have this whole talent that like you clearly are really good as a guitarist singer bass player i don't know anything else but um like how did you find the time for that like when did you commit to acting like because that's that's Mm. They're both like equally Good like question. dream-based sort of like I feel that. Um, so how did you how did you commit to acting? Like how did you know that was what you wanted to? Well, I um, like growing up, my parents really encouraged um, like me and my siblings to you know listen to a lot of music. We used to watch a lot of films together. Um, so from a very young age, I sort of had this idea that I wanted to be an action film star. <laughs> Um, I think my friends kind of got the impression that I wanted to become a stuntman when I was like, you know, seven, eight years old. Because I remember seeing films like um, Mission Impossible, The Matrix for the very first time and just being blown away. Um, And I never really had the chance to do a lot of performing or music in school um, growing up in France. Um, so I always had this, like this, this, this urge, this desire to actually give acting a try because over time I was developing interest in storytelling, characters, and as well as filmmaking in general. Um, so once I'd done my A-levels, I decided, right, now is the time that I need to give this a try and see if I like it. So I came back to the UK, did a two-year performing arts course, and yeah, just loved every second of it. And that's kind of when I decided, right, that's what I want to do with my life. That or something to do with music as well. I mean, it's just, it's really, well, I don't know about you, but I find it is being creative like that, being somebody who just ultimately wants to perform. It's just so up and down. Like you have to, you have to just constantly be improving. Like it's Mm -hmm. quite tiring mentally. Mm, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's def- it can definitely be emotionally draining. Yeah, and the fact that you're always trying to prove yourself and you know, the next job, the next job after you know, so it's it's a never ending you know cycle until you you know hit it big if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like um, well, 
I don't know. I I don't I actually don't know anything about the acting world. I hmm. I would like to know more because to be honest, it it's, it really interests me. Like, believe it or not, I I, I started working at the Egg, not because I had any interest in in acting or getting into that, but because. I needed a job and they had a job going so but it was actually great to meet you all you guys because you're sort of like buzzing with creativity it's like a hive mind of creativity in that place like <laughs> it really is yeah I'd never seen anything like it because I I was always really quite envious of you guys I was always like ah oh, they've they're, they're they're working constantly on like towards mm. something that they really care about like I I really envied that um because I never really got to do that like I've just always worked like just sort of normal humdrum minimum mm -hmm. wage jobs so I don't know I really envied that you were making money from being around this all the time literally just the, the two theatres you were just like right there like yeah I'm very fortunate to, to have the, the theatre actually that's the point how long have you worked there um I started working in I think it was the main house about almost four years ago now three and a half four years um, and then I started working at the Egg Theatre and then the Euston Off as well. Yeah, the Egg's a pretty different environment from uh, the other theatres. Yeah, uh, my my first day, I was I was genuinely terrified. I was going to like you know hurt a baby or something, <laughs> or like <laughs> accidentally get fired on the first day. I had nightmares the night before. <laughs> <laughs> I should tell genuinely. I should tell this, the listeners that the Egg is. It's it's a theatre, but it's also a, like a children's cafe. It's like it's like one of those breastfeeding friendly mm -hmm. places. Like it's it's a completely different environment when you're like a professional. So <laughs> James isn't just thinking about like hurting kids for no reason. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. <laughs> it's a very possible thing when you're walking around and you're carrying hot coffee or whatever, and, yeah, and, and there's just, just like rugrats running around. Yeah, it's it's bonkers, it really is. <laughs> bonkers, yeah. It's just a completely different environment. But mm -hmm. like I was, I, I got sidetracked, but. Uh, yeah, like um, I I have actually been super interested in acting. Like oh, I wouldn't know where to start with it, but uh, it's um, like I I mean I took it as a GCSE, and I, mm -hmm. I just loved it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It really is. Like, like just doing this podcast, it's 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 really challenging me to do like something that actually is quite scary, like mm. quite nerve wracking. But it's better than just not feeling like just yeah, it's, not just it's being good bored. To you know, step out of your comfort zone, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Like. I mean, yeah, like I think like things like your um, your your music videos, I find really inspiring because <laughs> oh, thanks. Like you clearly have a really like can-do attitude. Like, I like would you say you're a person that just likes to keep busy? Yeah, I certainly you know do my best to keep busy. But I mean, some days you just wake up and you're like, oh, I just don't have the mental energy to do anything like this. Um, like I haven't actually done anything musical for about. A week, like almost two weeks now because I've just sort of hit that creative brick wall and it is very frustrating but there's not really much you can do about it you can't force yourself um, but if I could yeah be as creative as like you know when I'm at my peak every day I would absolutely you know just do nothing but music all day <laughs> yeah it's funny you've just reminded me of um, I, when I was in like I think it was A level I, I, I took art that's actually what I studied I went on to study for three years okay. but I, I when I was in my art lesson I had um like just this crazy art teacher and um oh hang on I've just done something to my computer yeah I'm still there um and uh yeah I had this crazy art teacher she was lovely she was Welsh actually I think she was from Cardiff um but she <laughs> she had this crazy work ethic like you just got to be constantly making just like make 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 work make work all the time 
And her favourite student from the year above me, she was doing like, she, she was just doing a talk about her work. And my teacher, she was like, oh, like, what advice do you have? Like, what advice do you have to the students, like to the, to, to the younger years, like on doing as well as you do? And she was like, don't force it. Like, if you just don't feel like painting, then don't do it. And you can see my teacher was just like, don't, don't tell them that. Like, <laughs> you need to destroyed. work. Yeah, exactly. She was just like, come on, like, don't tell them that. So we were all like, yeah, no, I never feel like painting, like, ever. <laughs> like, I, I actually, I have picked up painting for the first time again since I graduated in 2016. Ah, great stuff. But other than that, I didn't pick up a paintbrush. So, yeah, I, I forgot how much I loved it, actually. So, um, so I think this, the secret is if you're not feeling creative, do something that might inspire you in some way. Go for a walk watch a film, just, you know, do anything that might, mm. you know, bring that spark back. Yeah, no, you're so right about that. Like, I mean, well, do you, do you live alone? Uh, actually, cur- currently I'm living with uh, eight other people. What? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> since, since um, before lockdown, my landlord's family moved in. So there's uh, nine of us, including a baby, which is um, a lot of fun. <laughs> wow, this sounds like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a social life, it's very much alive. Yeah, yeah. I kind of got the vibe that you were like, like bachelor pad. Like you can just do whatever you want whenever you want. Now you've got like a like oh, sitcom waiting to happen. Like, I mean, yeah. Who knows? That's a question. Do you ever write anything? Uh, I I try to. I mean, I I've always loved writing. I've always loved reading books. Um, but I think writing for me is probably the most frustrating thing like in the in the world. It really is like. I just, I don't seem to have like the finesse or like the, the poetry of you know, writing really well. Like I have ideas, but I just can't seem to put them all together. Yeah, no, it's 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 so much harder than anyone realizes. Like, yeah. like my mum is actually um, an author. Ah. She's like, she won a competition with penguins. So she actually, like it was crazy. It was out of like 2000 people or something like that. Maybe even more, I can't remember, but wow, yeah, she won this competition. Play. And she's like working on a series of books, like crime sort of novels. And I, and she's always written like short stories as well. And I, I, I just envy that so much. I just, mm. I just don't know how people get words down. Like, well, no, just writing words is fine. I can write lyrics or something like that, but just getting the plot, the plot is something that completely blows my mind. Like, I just don't know how you yeah. can, can do that. I think, I think I tend to get so worked up about, you know, how to write it, like making it, you know, pleasant to read because you know you can easily write you know this person sat down and watched this and did that but you have to make it read interestingly oh yeah yeah um like you know people like george r martin have such a way of just writing so beautifully even when it's just something simple happening Mm. whereas yeah i just don't have that what did he write again uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, of course, yeah, that's where I know it from. See, I just, yeah. I've just seen the series. I'm one of them. Uh-huh. I'm such a, I'm just, I'm such an anti-nerd. Like, I just, I'm not. I, <laughs> I, I wish I was more into that kind of stuff. Like, I just, I, I haven't even read Harry Potter. Like, it's just terrible. Hmm, surprises me. I know everybody's like, you should listen to it. You know, get into the audiobook thing. And I'm like, yeah, I'll probably fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh my God, The Phantom Menace, just watching that. I had to take, I think my other half and I sat down and it took like th- like three days for me to complete The Phantom Menace. Is that, that is the one with Jar Jar Binks at the beginning. Like, that Menace. is yeah, the yeah. one with Jar Jar Binks, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't blame you falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's got a reputation for being 
like the boring one but yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) I fall asleep in most films though to be fair (laughs) oh I was going to ask you if you'd ever heard of a play called Blue Remembered Hills I can't say that I know that one no no I don't I don't think it's actually very well known but um is yeah I I was I was hoping you would but then it's like no no one's heard of it it's a (laughs) it's a play that we had to do in in uh, not GCSE was it GCSE maybe it was GCSE and yeah I had to play a kid that like a little it was like it's about little boys basically like seven year old boys and one of them dies and I played that kid that died and um I don't know if you've ever had to like die on stage (laughs) oh I've done a lot I've done a lot of dying on stage (laughs) yeah um I think um I uh my favourite death was in Richard III, um, which um, was at Adam's Company, Beyond the Horizon. And that toured like in Bath and around the southwest. Um, and I got a bottle of wine shoved down my throat. Jesus. Um, but the, the, actor, the actor who kills me was meant to knee me in the stomach, sh- shove the bottle into my mouth, and then pretend to pinch my nose, like just do that. And on one performance, he actually pinched my nose. <laughs> So I was looking up at him like, please let him go. I couldn't, I couldn't speak. So I just had to sort of glare at him like, yeah, you're actually choking me right now. Oh my God. Um, so, I, so I sort of con- confronted him after the scene was done. And he went, oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was just so into the scene. I completely lost myself. I was like, I almost yeah, killed you. No shit. <laughs> Literally almost died there, dude. Like, it's, um, <laughs> Yeah, you're laughing, but I'm laughing about it now. But uh, in the moment, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I could actually die." <laughs> so I've done my that fair is, share. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> there are so many cringeworthy moments in stage. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah, that is the problem, and you're not prepared for it from doing rehearsals and stuff. Like I had, um, uh, my, I didn't take it for A levels, but my um, my boyfriend at the time did, and my friends like they all just were in this one play together you know you're like one of the devised pieces that were really fun to make at school mm-hmm. and um they all had to wear masks and, <laughs> and so like i can't remember what the scene was about exactly but my friend like i could see which one was my friend and like which mask she was and they all stood in a line mm-hmm. and one of the girls just like just like fell into her just like she was just like walking along the stage with her mask and because like their vision was impaired she just fell onto my friend <laughs> and like and I could see she was like whoa and then she like gathered herself and they had these masks so it was just like a smile or like a grimace or whatever and I was like that wasn't meant to happen but that was like really <laughs> funny <laughs> oh, that's the beauty of acting it's never a dull moment exactly yeah yeah it's just there's so much awkwardness like if you're not prepared like oh god I have some stories about GCSE drama and stuff but um I was gonna say something about the the uh, oh yeah I found I realized something about what, what actors and actresses do in movies now when they need to cry um because I, I discovered this in The Witcher I don't know if you've watched The Witcher uh, a couple episodes yeah yeah I've I, I did actually make it through that series mostly awake and uh and there's I could see that the character and this is something I've realized that that, that happens in like every TV show or film where someone has to cry is that they'll be crying um but they're clearly just not blinking and so they're like shaking so like you know how your your eyelids start to do that like crazy thing where you're like you need to blink so desperately <laughs> and it's like 
I'm like, oh shit, that's what I used to do. That's what I had to do when I had to cry. So yeah, I don't know if you have any, have you had to cry on, these are like really cliche questions. These are actually not questions I planned. Mm. I don't think I've had to cry on film, um, but I've certainly cried on stage, but I haven't actually, I never really planned to. I just sort of, you know, let, let it happen. If it does happen, it does. If you can't, if it doesn't, you shouldn't force it. Um, I think there was one, there was one play that I did, which was outdoors in Bristol. I think it was Henry the Six. And I was meant to be having this like emotional, mental breakdown in the middle of nowhere. And it was just me on stage. And I wasn't planning to, you know, tear up or anything, but out of nowhere, these two birds just swooped down right in front of me. And I just teared up. <laughs> it was like the weirdest thing in the world. Um, so I haven't, I think in terms of, I, I think I was doing a scene with an act, another act, uh, actor um, for a scene for my showreel actually. And she was meant to look, you know, really disheveled and, you know, like crying for hours. So the director got what, um, I think it's called a cry stick. It's got this, I don't know what it is, but they apply it to your eyes and it just makes you, it just makes your eyes red. You start to cry, like, you know, you can't stop it to the point where you, you literally look, look, look awful. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, she looked dreadful after like, you know, he proper like went to town with this stick and she was just like bawling her eyes out <laughs> and the scene came out pretty good. It's like beating her with the stick. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> you will cry. It's like, it's like, I'm just picturing that bit from um, the Blair Witch Project where it's just like that angle Tears, and her nose is snots. just like streaming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, um... it's just like... <laughs> It's just like a river, so hideous. Uh, but that's the thing, you've got to you've got to be willing to look ugly. If you're gonna be like a good actor or a good actress, oh, yeah, like, yeah. you gotta look ugly sometimes, like or like you know, like when actors have to be in pain. Um I think it was the quiet a quiet place I saw where she's like Oh gosh. Have you seen that film? I've quiet seen place? most of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and there's a scene I, I can't remember who the fem- who plays the female lead now, but she was actually really brilliant. And um Emily Blunt. Was it? Yeah, maybe it was Emily Blunt. Think, maybe you're yeah, right think, about that. Hmm. You're probably like, I'm certain it's Emily Blunt. And I'm just like, really, James? Do you know that? 99, yeah. <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. Then You're probably right. Then I'll give you that, James. Yeah, okay. It's probably not. I'm going to Google this right now and on the slide. No, I'm not really. Um, but yeah, there's that. she had to like, I think she was like giving birth or something. And obviously it was a really stressful time because you couldn't make any noise. And her acting in that bit was so ugly and brilliant. Like, I'm like, yeah. Mm. Right. I've never had to pretend to give birth on film yet, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, it's looks 2020. Like, looks like fun. It's, <laughs> there's, there's room for that, James. There's definitely room. It's, there's, 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 a, there's a market for that, mm. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Just like, you need any pregnant dudes? Like, I, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> so. You gotta step out of my comfort zone. You gotta, you know, do things you wouldn't usually do. Yeah, no, totally. It'd be like that. Have you ever watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia? This is the second time oh, in yes. this podcast that I've mentioned this show. <laughs> Big fan. Yeah, you know, like when Danny DeVito like comes out of the sofa, <laughs> just like sweating. And like... oh, what has been what has been seen can never be unseen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's stained into my. Uh, into my memory like he's actually brilliant in that show yeah very actually i was going to talk to you about like th- about writing and stuff like that um mm-hmm. rob McElhenney, who plays mac like i love like watching behind the scenes stuff hearing them talk about how they literally built that show up from nothing um so i literally was like i'm gonna buy a camera i'm gonna 
yeah, I'm going to buy a camera. Hi, and we're back. We had some technical difficulties, but I do know that we were talking about Always Sunny. Um, so, well, I love looking at the behind the scenes stuff about Always Sunny. Uh, Rob McElhenney, who plays Mac, is like the sort of mastermind behind it all. And um, I find that show really inspiring because they literally just sort of brought, brought it up from like from the ground, basically, from, you know, just from trying to like mm. get into acting in LA. And I don't know if you know this, but they actually originally wrote it um, as like, I think it was going to be characters who were actors trying to get work in LA. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So I just think it's really cool how you've got to always be questioning, like, is this good? Is this like, is this actually mm. interesting to people? Is this going to be relatable? Like, yeah, I think that that's the good thing about writing in a group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can feed off each other. Bounce out of each other. Yeah, like in lockdown, I'm finding it really hard because um, I'm, I'm in a band with my other half and we're used to like playing, jamming together kind of thing and um, mm -hmm. not being able to do that. Like drumming on your own is shit. Like it's so, I mean, I can <laughs> drum along to stuff in my head or I can write something on the bass or like write a riff on the guitar or something and then I can play it back and like listen, like play against myself but it just it's just mm -hmm. not the same like you're right like creativity is definitely a group thing yeah I think the other thing with me is that I am my my own worst critic so I'm sort of never happy with what I do yeah um so yeah it'll be nice to yeah, have that other you know input from someone else and um, hence why I really want to be in a band <laughs> yeah I mean well I don't know like I imagine your, your schedule is pretty busy if you're trying like to always be doing like new things theatre-wise or like acting-wise like to be honest I, I don't know what your world is like <laughs> mm, well, I mean right now I mean it's not busy at all um no yeah that's plan, true my, pl <laughs> my plan this year was to you know sort of get onto the acting a bit more you know and because uh, I was saving up to get a you know a good show reel get some good headshots and really make sure that I was going to sell myself when I got back to getting in touch with agents but obviously that's all you know up in the air right now so uh it's kind of thrown a bit of a spanner in the works but it's it's good to have the time to just you know relax and just you know take care of your mental health and just you know forget about everything else and yeah you're so right about that like um hmm. it's 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 I, I swear all the people i know in my sort of circle of friends were like getting their shit together this year and mm. it just it's just like nope like best laid plans of mice and men etc like yeah it's just exactly. Well, I mean, I originally wanted to start this podcast to talk, like, to kind of have a bit of a moan about lockdown and, like, talk about mental health, but it kind of hasn't so far. I, I've done, like, well, I've done a, a couple of tries of um, the podcast and it hasn't really gone that way. It's, it's just become mm -hmm. a discussion about other things. And, like, I spoke to Hattie and she made a really good point, which is, like, if I'm doing something creative right now, I right. don't want it to actually be informed by lockdown maybe in like five years time I'll do stuff that relates to that but right now I kind of just want to get away from it so these mm -hmm. have become a really good they, they really they lift my mood so much like my spirits so um I was I was blown away by that I was like you're so right like it's it, you just don't mm. you don't want to involve your involve yourself with lockdown I I mean I don't know if you write music but I, a lot of people are writing songs about about lockdown. So. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure if I want to base you know, my my next EP around lockdown. So I think so a lot of no. people will be doing that, so it wouldn't be original. But uh, yeah, just try and forget about it, you know. Exactly. Yeah, and like what you said, just 
it does it is a pause that is kind of it makes you think like oh shit I'm always working for the future I'm always working towards some kind of massive goal mm. and right now I can't do that how often do you get to take a break from all that exactly it's kind of the the choice is being taken out of your hands like I actually got made redundant um like a couple of weeks back from my job that I was in I hated it mm. it was an office job I was there for a year and a half and I was furloughed for like a month and they were just like get out of here Oh, sorry, yeah. No, it's fine. Like, I, I literally skipped out of there. I just... Okay. I did, like, a load of obscene gestures at the cameras on the way out. Like, it was <laughs> really not... It was not, like, mature at all, but, like, what can I say? Um, but I never would have done that myself. I, would have ne- I wouldn't have quit because I needed the money. So it's kind of, like, this whole theme of, like, everything's just being taken out of your hands. Every Everything is being... Mm. It's just it's somebody else's choice, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, but, um just to finish off because I think we've actually covered a lot of really cool topics and I'm learning a lot from you you act a lot um I wanted to like I wanted to bring up like I saw on your Facebook that you you wrote a status about like you know if anybody's feeling like shit like let's just have a chat kind of thing Mm -hmm. um I think you know you said like oh you know even if you just you don't feel like picking up your guitar or you don't feel like even watching your favorite tv series you just don't feel like doing anything mm. um like how how have you been feeling like that like have you just been up and down mm. like the rest of us <laughs> yeah i think i've definitely been up and down like i think i went through i think it was week six i just did not feel good about myself or creative in the slightest and to my surprise people in my house were feeling very much the same way um, but I've been really blessed to, you know, have so many people in the same house that I can just talk to if I need to. Mm. Um, but yeah, there are some days where you just think, how long is this going to last? What am I doing? How is this going to affect, you know, my ambitions for, you know, acting or anything like that, you know, when lockdown lifts, but it's going to take a long time before things get back to normal. Yeah. So it's very easy to sort of worry about all those things that have yet to come. But it's just important to just take every day as it comes and just to, yeah, make sure that you're happy and you know, mentally yeah. well. Yeah, totally. Because, I mean, I, I saw that status and I was like, oh, even James, who seems to be, like, really <laughs> productive in this time, like, making those like making those music videos, doing those covers that are all, mm. like, just hilarious, by the way. Like, I mean, if you haven't, check out James Lation cover... Leish- I can't remember how you pronounce your name. I'm uh, really sorry. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's uh, Jay Lation Music and Covers. So, um, yeah, check it out because it's so funny. Like the Barney the Dinosaur one. Actually, my favorite one was Milkshakes. Like, oh, oh my god, it, was, it gave me chills. It's like oh, goosebumps. No. I was I like, my, what? My the first heck? reaction like, was, oh my gosh, are you serious? This song, but it, it, it was actually a, it's a good song. I, I really enjoyed it. That's a, it's, it's, like, it's a, it's a terrific song. It, it is a good song. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That's, um, my favorite song <laughs> is actually Gwen Stefani. What you're waiting for. So that is, a, that is a cracker. It just that is. is. I just love it. It's it's just got everything you need, everything you want. I don't know. Have you heard the Franz Ferdinand cover? The um, yes, Live Lounge, so good. Mm. I love those guys. Bit of history with the music. Yeah, good old Franz, yeah. So yeah, I just I found it inspiring. I was like, oh, even James is feeling like that. Like everyone's feeling that way. So, I mean, you've already covered mm. this, but I was I was going to end it with. You know, what advice do you have for people who are like struggling creatively and like you're stuck in the Ooh. stuck in the proverbial mud? Golly. But you kind of already covered it. 
Yeah, I, I say that, you know, try and find like something that you enjoy doing that you now have the time to do. Like I basically plan to start writing an EP, which I can then, you know, work on for, yeah, the months to come. But don't just take every day as it comes. Don't necessarily think that you're going to sit down and just write stuff, for, you know, for hours on end, because you won't always feel like doing it. Um, but know that everything that you're going through, you're basically, you're working towards that main goal. You know, because, you know, you're going to experience, you know, so many different emotions during lockdown. You can, you know, you have space now to do things like go out for a walk. Um, so everything is going to basically feed into, you know, this this project you want to work towards. But just take it slow. Don't force it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like, it's important to know, like, if today was a crap day, it's, it's, that's life. Yeah, like, tomorrow could, it could, tomorrow's going to be better. Yeah, exactly. And uh, <laughs> like, it doesn't mean you have to wait for the clouds to part and for like inspiration to hit you. But like you said, do do other things, do small things that just make you happy. Yeah, yeah. You know, make you no know, have a have a diary. Make you know make a note of how you're feeling and how it can inspire, you know, a scene or a song or anything. Mm. Oh, you know what? Maybe I will do that, James. Thank you. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm asking advice. I'm like, for the, for the listeners. And I'm like, no, this is for me. <laughs> like, I'm like a mental is... health guru. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You should set up a podcast. If I can do it. Yeah. It's an idea. Nah, well, it's, everyone's doing it, aren't they? It's just, it's See, just... we're helping each other. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I've... I've really enjoyed talking to you today, James. You're very easy to talk to. Oh, likewise. Thank you very much. Cool. Cheers, James. Take care. All right. See you guys. Take care. Look after yourselves. <laughs>